It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Sa panahon ng crisis, cash is king, ika nga. Pero according to the BSP, in pawn shops during the pandemic, bumaba ang bilang ng mga Pilipinong nagsasangla ng mga kung ano-ano. In fact, one thing the BSP noted, marami rin ang tinutubos yung mga sinanla nila. What's going on? Now that's interesting because another news says that during this pandemic, there's been a big toll on our country's riches. Robbie, imagine being a billion dollars poorer. I can't. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's September 18. Ito ang Teka Teka, balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka Teka, before we proceed with this newscast, just a reminder, if you're listening to Teka Teka, chances are you're aware of Puma Podcast. And if you're a follower of Puma Podcast, Please be aware, we have now put Teka Teka on its own channel. So, if you are a news junkie and gusto niya lang mag-concentrate sa mga newscast na ginagawa natin, you can follow Teka Teka on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. So, you can still follow Puma Podcast for all the different podcasts we're doing, but you can also follow Teka Teka. Rob, in an online briefing with reporters in August, Banco Central Governor Benjamin Jokno said more Filipinos are actually paying off their pledge loans from pawn shops during the pandemic. Tinutubos raw nila ang mga gamit na sinasangla nila bago mag-lockdown. At ito pa, mas kumukonti rin daw ang mga Pinoy na nagsasangla ng gamit during this time. This is interesting because, di ba, Inday, you, you, you think that a lot of people are cash-trapped, maraming walang trabaho, and you would think that more and more people are becoming desperate for cash. For example, in other countries like Thailand, dumadami nga yung nagsasangla precisely because they need cash. But given all of that, what's happening dito sa Pilipinas? Para, parang baliktad. Let's bring in Janina Magundayo who's been looking into this phenomenon. Robbie, Inday, bago natin puntahan yung why, balikan muna natin yung data. Doon sa baseline assessment survey na ginawa ng BSP nitong pandemic, pinagkumpara nila yung amount ng total pledged loans before the ECQ was imposed and after it was lifted. Nakita nila na bumaba nga yung total amount ng mga nakasanglang items sa mga pawn shops by an average of 15%. Heto si BSP Director Dindo Santos. Most of the pawn shop observed that a number of customers have redeemed their pledge loans. So, dati nakasanla sa kanila, pero nung period na yung sinasabi kong February at May, ito yung niredeem nila or na, uh, binayaran nila para ba uh, yung pledge loans. Moreover, lesser customer ang nagsanla. Uh, so, mababa yung uh, customer na nag-renew ng loans, 
or nag-avail ng bagong pledge loans. So these factors contributed to the decline of pledge loans during the ECQ or post-ECQ. Sabi ni Director Santos, out of the ordinary yung nakita nilang trends sa pawnshop industry during the pandemic. Considering na yung latest data shows steadily growing yung industry for five years straight. So I asked him, bakit kaya dumami yung mga tumutubos ng sinangla nila? Yung uncertainties brought by, by the pandemic, maaring yung mga kapwa Pilipino natin nag-aalala that they will not redeem it sooner. The pawnshop maaring magsara muna temporarily or for an indefinite period of time. Maari ding nag-migrate sa provinces and nung paglabas nila ng Metro Manila, gusto nila, dala nila yung mga personal properties na yon. Sumunod, eh, medyo may pera ka naman, eh, kailangan mo ng gamitin. So, kailangan mo nang i-redeem compared na patagalin mo pa. Speaking of pera, no, isa din sa mga din natin inaasahang mangyari ng earlier parts of 2020 ay yung pabimigay ng gobyerno ng ayuda sa mga tinatawag na poorest of the poor, saka yung mga low-income wage earners. So ito yung SAP or Social Amelioration Program, SBWS or Small Business Wage Subsidy at iba pa. Kung yung behavioral economist ng Usapang Eko na si Jeff Arapok ang tatanungin, yung financial doleouts na yan can be considered windfall money. Kung i-analyze din kasi natin, itong lower income group, sanay kasi ito sa rainy days eh. Lagi silang nagsa-struggle financially. With the SAP, it's a different story kasi bigla kang may windfall money nga na parang nanggaling from above. Magagastusin nila yung pera, hindi the way ina-expect ng gobyerno kung paano dapat siya gastusin. Inamit ng government na pang disburse ng funds or ng ayuda itong mga poncha parang windfall effect yung pera. Parang dahil hinandover lang siya sa'yo, di mo siya pinaghirapan, tapos total nandong ka na rin sa pawn shop nung kinuha mo itong ayuda, malaki yung possibility na pwede mo nga itong gamiting pang tubos. Pero ayun nga, maging cautious lang tayo sa pag-attribute doon kasi it's a possibility but we have no data to support that hypothesis. So far, yung reasons na nabanggit ni Director Santos at ni Jeff, plausible explanations lang kung bakit nga ba dumami yung mga Pilipinong tumubos sa mga sinangla nila kahit may crisis, no? Wala pa kasing concrete data yung BSP dyan. And we're still waiting to hear from our contacts in the pawning industry for their side of the story. Pero sabi sa akin ni Director Santos, they might just include that very question for pawn shops the next time they conduct their baseline assessment survey. I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Maraming salamat, Janine Magundayaw. Now, here's another news story that caught my eye. The Philippines' riches have just become a little poorer. I'm talking about the latest Forbes list that came out. Now, I saw that too, Indai. More than half of the tycoons who made it to the list actually lost money. And by this, we mean they lost billions in terms of their own value. Take, for example, the C-siblings. We know them most prominently as the owners of the SM Supermalls. Their fortune declined by at least $3 billion since the lockdown limited the number of people going to malls and closed a lot of shops. But they still rank number one in the Philippines with a net worth of $13 billion. Siguro, well, the malls are hurting because we've seen the surge in online shopping. For the middle and upper classes who have internet and smartphones and are scared of infections, they'd really just rather products online. And here's another case, Rob. 
banking moguls. I'm talking about the T siblings of GT Capital and Metrobank and Frederick D of Security Bank. Both fortunes went down by 46%. Experts say this is because the pandemic prompted banks to raise loan loss provision levels and accept lower profits. And isana lang inday before we move on. Oscar Lopez of ABS-CBN. Now his net worth has been nearly halved to $240 million this year. He's still on the list, but in the case of Mr. Lopez and his family, it wasn't COVID that was the biggest hit. It was, of course, they're losing that franchise for ABS-CBN. That was the biggest blow. Shares of ABS-CBN have lost close to 65% of their value over the past year. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about new guidelines of the Office of the Ombudsman for the release of SALENs. Now, of course, by SALEN, we're referring to the statements of assets, liabilities, and net worth of public officials. We asked Christine Chung to break this down for us. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Inday. May bago ng guidelines ang Office of the Ombudsman na naglilimit kung sinong may access sa SALEN ng mga government officials. Mababasa natin sa Memorandum Circular Number no. 1, dated September 1, that SALNs can only be released if 1. You are a government official or an official representative. 2. You are acting on a court order in relation to a pending case. 3. You are from the Field Investigation Office, from the Office of the Ombudsman, acting on a fact-finding probe. In 1989, the SALN was made law to promote accountability and honorable service in the government. Under RA 6713, anyone could request a copy. What changed from the old guidelines? With the new rules, the media cannot file requests without proper authorization. At this time, Duterte's and other major officials sal in have yet to be released. Maraming salamat, Christine Chung. Now, Rob, siguro importante yung context dito, hindi lang naman ito nahulog mula sa langit. Ano? Seasonally kasi, reporters and other civic groups and civil society organizations routinely ask for the silence of important government officials. Ang pinaka-importante, syempre, si Pangulong Duterte, whom reports said, has not released his 2018 and 2019 SALNs. No? Meron din naman nagsasabing may humihingi rin ng SALN ng Supreme Court Justice na si Marvick Leonen. But we'll see. Oh, I mean, that's an important context kasi medyo magkaiba yun eh, di ba? The question with President Duterte is that this is really very ironic. Remember, his very first EO when he became president was for an executive order for FOI for the executive department. And yet, he has not always been forthcoming. 2018, 2019, he has not released his salience. Yung kay Marvick Leonen is a bit different, but it does raise the question of whether or not even the Supreme Court will be friendly to petitions to the release of salience. Kasi, remember, the context of the salience question dito sa Supreme Court this time around is lawyer Larry Gadon wants to see the sal-in of Justice Barbic Leonid. And we know why. It is to initiate another co-warranto petition similar to the kind of move that led to the ouster of former Supreme Court 
Chief Justice Maria Lourdes Sereno. Now, the Supreme Court justices report say seem to be hesitant this time around. They want to put their foot down on the releasing of silence specific to co-warranto petitions. They want to put their foot down on co-warantos. It sort of starts with access to salient. So now you have this interesting development where the executive and for that matter Congress have always been called to releasing salients. And now the Supreme Court too, regardless of motives, seems to be in the same boat. Adagdag parab kasi recently Communications Secretary Martin Andanar actually issued a press release saying that they're ready to go for the freedom of information law. So, Metro, there's a disconnect here somewhere. Really, really ironic. And really, when it comes to FOI law, which would level up an EO on FOI, one of the first and one of the biggest indicators of sincerity is really whether or not every branch of government is all in on releasing salience. Rob, I have this pet peeve. Hmm. Anian. Yung lagging late. What do you mean? Filipino time? Ewan ko kasi ang hirap if somebody is late. I feel I'm not quite respected. My time, my effort isn't being respected. I don't know about you. I guess the point is in Daidiva. It's an everyday conversation for Filipinos. It is part of our lives. And not just because we're Filipinos. Let's face it. It is a matter of growing up. It's a matter of, as you said, respecting. It's also a matter of professionalism. As it so happens, meron tayong podcast, ang tawag natin, Ikaw na Magaling. It is all about self-improvement and professional development. Itong concept of being on time is one of the things that, of course, you have to think about. So we asked Brian Tan, a productivity expert, for tips on time management and how we can just be all more conscious, not only about our time, but about the time of other people. The first is that you want to have the mindset and the identity of being someone who is conscientious and on time and responsible in doing things. I read this in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, where in order to build better habits, it's better to focus on your identity first. So rather than saying, I will quit drinking alcohol, you can just declare to other people that I am not someone who drinks alcohol. In the same way, I am someone who's on time and passes things on time. Usually I'm on time for meetings, but my God, deadlines, my editors probably have constant near heart attacks. Yes, and that's precisely the message of Ikaw Nang Magaling. We can all stand to improve. At let's embrace it. Diba? Ikaw Nang Magaling, tanggapin natin yun. Para maging magaling, let's all take time to improve. Yes, let's do it. Now, for more tips on time management, listen to Ikaw Nang Magaling on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you listen. And there was another project for a podcast that was released recently, Splice Pink. Puma Podcast is proud to be partners with Splice Media. That's a Singapore-based organization, a media startup that created the show for and with independent media in Asia in mind. In the first episode, we asked donors and investors in the region questions that media startups, including us at Puma Podcast, are usually too polite to ask funders. 
Here's an excerpt from that conversation. Can I pay for plane tickets? It would have to be agreed in advance, and if it's not possible to fly and money has been allocated for plane tickets under the contract, then the easiest thing is for IMS and you to discuss how can this money be reallocated and still make sense. To attend conferences. Oh, absolutely. Can I fly business class? I don't fly business class. Our company has a policy against it. Okay, so that's a maybe. No, <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> Catch Plies Pink on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, before we end, alam niyo naman, it's always time for this. So, here's something that, let's see if people have not forgotten. It's going to be September 21. My uh, countrymen, as of the 21st of uh, this month, I signed Proclamation Number 1081, placing the entire Philippines under martial law. Some things we don't forget. Friends, kung alam niyo yan, message niyo kami sa Teka Teka Facebook page. And in the meantime, nahulaan niyo ba what we were talking about in our mystery soundbite in our last episode? I was just stunned. I'm, I mean, I did this as an interesting experiment. I'd never really thought about detecting it. I thought we'd get some interesting information, some limits on, on life. Actually, medyo nahirapan ako dun, Rob. That's Professor Jane Greaves from Cardiff University in Wales. She was talking about possible life in Venus. Pero clarify natin, this international scientific team did not actually discover actual life forms. Sinabi lang nila na may na-detect silang phosphine sa acidic clouds ng Venus. And this phosphine gas is also produced by bacteria on Earth. Kaya naging interested sila malaman kung ito ba'y signal ng potential life outside of the planet. Kahit bacteria yan. And that's it for this newscast. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news. Please follow Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcast. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. Teka Teka is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillian. With reports from Janina Magundayao and Christine Chang. Maraming salamat po. <music>